Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of Autism Goes to College, the podcast for students on the spectrum and everyone who supports us. Navigating college is always a challenge, so here are the hacks, insights, and great ideas you've been looking for to make college work for you. We're a group of self-advocates, we all graduated, or we're almost there, and you can do this too. Hello, and thanks for listening to our podcast, Autism Goes to College. I'm Dominic Zulo, and I am currently a freshman at Bridgewater State University in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. I started out at Mass Bay Community College, and now I'm a commuter student at a four-year college, and in the fall, I'm planning to move on to campus and live in the dorms. I'm here with Catherine O'Brien, the new host of the Autism Goes to College podcast, and I'm going to hand it over to her. Hey, everyone. Some of you may have heard me talking with Eric Lindhorst on the latest episode of Autism Goes to College as his guest. Today, I'm in the other chair as I become your host, and I'm so happy to be here. Here's a little bit about me. I started my college career at Bowdoin College in Maine, which was a wonderful experience for me. And after working for a few years, I went back to school for a master's degree at Harvard's Graduate School of Education. There, I focused on science teaching with an equity focus in urban schools. Most recently, I spent five years teaching at Milestones Day School, which is where I met today's guest. And there, I led the technology committee and coordinated LGBTQ plus inclusion. Then, last fall, my own life experiences as a student on the spectrum and my teaching experience led me to apply for the program I'm in now, which will focus on autistic adolescents with my goal of improving outcomes in our transitions to adulthood, including both to college and to the many other paths we take in life. So I've navigated college and two graduate schools as a student on the spectrum. I'm still in school, so I get it. Before we jump into the conversation with Dom, a little bit about this podcast and our project. Autism Goes to College began as a documentary film following five college students on the spectrum as they navigated college life. Eric Linthorst directed the film, and it premiered at the Newport Beach Film Festival in 2019, and was also selected to screen at South by Southwest EDU in 2020, which of course happened online. At the end of this episode, I'll give you some details about where you can see the film today. And it's all at our website, autismgoestocollege.org. So, with screenings limited since the pandemic began, the team wanted to open up the conversation and created this podcast. The first five episodes featured the stars of the film, talking in more depth about their college experiences and what they are up to now. And since then, we've talked to students on the spectrum, all over the map sharing all kinds of experiences, working towards degrees and certificates around the country, plus a college counselor, parent perspectives, and admissions officers. Every month we drop a new episode. Here's what's also new. There's a resource center on our website with dozens of outtakes of important stuff that didn't quite make it into the film, all of the podcast episodes, and blogs from experts and from student advisors from the film. Fun fact, this project was recognized as best of the internet in 2022 by the webby awards anthem awards winning gold for diversity equity and inclusion and we keep making it better this podcast is here for us to share and open up the conversation 
and include more insights from self-advocates on the spectrum. Same with the Resource Center. So reach out if you'd like to get involved or have ideas for us. Let us know what would make it more meaningful and valuable or what you'd like to contribute. And thanks for listening. We do hope to hear from you. Now, let's get into it with Dom. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. So heading into college, you were coming from a high school, Milestones, where I taught you, with lots of supports and an IEP. What were you looking for in your first college experience? Coming out of my high school year, college wasn't really even something I was thinking about because my senior year was unfortunately the COVID year. And then when I went into my gap year in post-high school, that's where I started looking at ideas of what college classes do I want to take? What do I want out of my experience? And so I decided to take a class at Mass Bay. Yeah. How did you uh, start by accessing supports to find success at community college? I learned how to submit my accommodations letter, and I still use it at my four-year college. But even back when I was at Mass Bay, I submitted my accommodations letter, which included things like extended time to take the test, taking it in a quiet area, particularly for exams, that sort of stuff. And with the help of Adrian, my case manager at Milestones, she sort of showed me how to submit these accommodations forms. And now I'm really just doing it on, on my own at this point. So I got to hand it to her for help with that. Mass Bay did help me prepare for what I wanted when I went to Bridgewater State University or any four-year college for that matter. But at the same time, it didn't really give me an open social experience. Like, I did well there, but I noticed that it was mainly just me going to class and then leaving for the day, whereas what I wanted was the full thing with, like, activities, clubs, strong education, a large variety of classes, and, of course, an amazing support system to be there for me when I needed them. I would say that Mass Bay was sort of the eye-opener, and so was post-high school, but by the time I got to Bridgewater my viewpoint had, had fully opened up. So the experience of community college really helped you form an understanding of what you wanted next and what it would take to get there, it sounds like. It absolutely did. Very much so. So you had that experience at Mass Bay Community College, Dom. And with that under your belt, what did you want to do for your next step? What were you looking for and who helped you to find it? Well... It was primarily Adrian and Susan who helped, and my parents as well, who helped me look for colleges. We spent time looking at two colleges in particular, Dean and Bridgewater State University, both of which have very open programs and are very widely accepting towards people like myself who have autism and other special needs. But... When I toured both, I noticed that Bridgewater was this really vibrant, open community, open to really anybody, and all the autistic and special education students were combined with all the neurotypical students, as much as I hate using that word, and everybody was really, you know, involved, whereas at Dean, 
all of these special education students were kind of just heaped into one separate group. And I didn't really like that. I liked an all-inclusive environment. That makes a lot of sense. So you had both your case managers at Milestones and your family support uh, narrowing down schools and then visiting them. Once you had selected a program that felt good and you knew you were going to Bridgewater, uh, what else were you doing to help prepare for the transition to college? I spent time writing a college resume taking guided tours of the colleges. Like when I had my schedule with what classes I was taking, I would spend time walking to the buildings, like where where the classes were and the locations. I would spend time just taking time to casually navigate the campus, both during the on times and off times. And I just basically did what I could to take a deep dive. And more importantly look up the resources that I would need to thrive on campus, such as student accessibility services, so that way I could get my accommodations met, as well as the Academic Achievement Center, so I could get my academic needs met. Yeah, I know something else you had going on uh, at the end of your senior year and then during your post-high year was getting your job. How do you think employment helped you prepare for college? Was that something that you feel translated to your undergrad years? I would say that both the employment as well as my my time at School of Rock, I would say that both of those things contributed greatly as well as Mass Bay to help me get to be where I am today because prior to doing those three things, I had a lot of difficulty controlling myself emotionally. Like whenever the slightest thing went wrong, I would overreact, and I noticed myself doubting myself a lot, like, you're never going to get into a good college, you're never going to get a good job, above all else, you're never going to be able to control yourself emotionally, how little I knew. If it wasn't for those three things, my job, being in a band, and taking classes at Mass Bay, I don't think I would have been prepared for where I am today. Yeah, I went from being somebody who had a lot of trouble controlling his emotions and constantly second-guessing himself and worrying about what other people think of him to now just being this guy who, not that I don't care what people think about me, but I'm not going to let other people's opinions of me factor into who I am as a person because I like who I am. And I feel like with the help of my emotional supports and being in a public environment rather than a private environment, it really helped me control myself emotionally and get to where I am today. Yeah, I think it was really important for you that you had practice on dealing with those emotional spirals in those contexts like School of Rock and like your work. And it sounds like that's really benefited you. What were you anticipating were some of the challenges you might have when you started college and how did you prepare for them? Some of the challenges that I anticipated that I would have and that I still have as a commuter and I'm trying to, you know, phase out as a resident student, I still want to learn how to do on-campus things. Like, if I live in a dorm, I need to learn how to cook for myself, how to use the laundry in there. And I feel that doing some life skills where I would where I would do those things really helped me prepare for getting to resident life, and I want to continue working on those things. But more importantly, probably the biggest challenge I had 
moving to campus was if I have a rough moment, where do I go to let it out? Because I can't let it out in the classroom. The first time I do that would be my last. So some of the strategies I came up with because I vented to the wrong person once, my peer mentor almost lost her. Thank God I didn't. But at the same time, it, it served to me as a lesson that if you need to vent or you just need to let some anger out, go to the right people because you don't want to end up losing anybody. So some of the strategies I've come up with are going to a quiet space, going to my car. If I'm a resident and I have my own room, I can just let it out there and let my neighbor know in advance. Mm-hmm. I think that's all very wise, Dom. You mentioned your peer mentor, and I know that's an accommodation you have. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about your first semester at Bridgewater State and what that accommodations process was like uh, through the Student Access Center? So from a first semester perspective, I can definitely say that my first semester was pretty much everything I wanted it to be and more. Like, it was fantastic in so many ways. And I would say the accommodations... And the Academic Achievement Center were what really prepped me for a successful semester, as well as my peer mentor. Getting to have that support system in my life where, well, I went off sort of a sort of a basis of they're there to support me, but I'm the one doing the work. And when I looked at things from that perspective and just went at it from that perspective, I noticed that that was where I succeeded the most. Like... I had all these tutors and my academic coach and my peer mentor and the people at SAS and the AAC guiding me and helping me. But I put in the work and I put in the effort. And I feel that that combined with the supports was what really helped me thrive in the long run and is currently continuing to help me thrive in my second semester. Could you tell me some specifics about the types of accommodations you have. Like, what do you get in class? What do you get for testing? The most notable in-class accommodations I have are being able to use a recorder pen, which basically it's a pen where you press a button on the pen and it records the lecture, and you can go back and listen to it later down the line. In addition to that, you can also... I'm also allowed to use a laptop in class to take notes rather than using, like paper in front of me. As for out-of-class accommodations, I am able to take tests and exams in the in the testing center, which is a really quiet area where those who have accommodations are able to take the tests mm-hmm. away from all the distractions and the noise and the, just the general stuff you'd encounter in a classroom. And that really helps immensely to me. Yeah, I have that same accommodation and I find it very helpful and beneficial to my focus during examinations as well. Um, so I, I hear you. How many courses did you take first semester? Can you tell me a little bit about what you were studying and how that turned out? So going into college, my major was and still is communication disorders. It's my goal after I graduate from college to be a speech and language pathologist who helps kids with autism and other learning disorders. And going into first semester, I ended up taking some of my core classes. The classes I took were math, thought, and practice. I also took my first year seminar, music and social issues, and my first English class, writing rhetorically. Mm -hmm. And those were three of my core classes. 
And I pretty much loved every second of them. And I can honestly say that it was a great way to start my first semester. I'm glad you had such a delightful learning experience. I I have to say music and social sounds right up your alley for a seminar. It was a very fun class. Um, And were you comfortable with your coursework taking three classes? Were you struggling academically or did you feel good? I felt very good. I felt like I was supported, that I was managing my academics well. And as a result of that, I'm taking four classes this semester instead of three. Great. And um, what was it like socially for you as a commuter student and a student on the spectrum? Even as a commuter student and as a student on the spectrum, I managed to fit right in with the resident crew. I mean... I was worried that I was going to be lonely when I first came to campus, because I know that from what others have told me, you're usually lonely during your first month on campus. But when I went into my classes, especially my math class and my English class, and with the help of my peer mentor, I was making friends left and right. And I've met some very wonderful and very fine people during my time at BSU, many of which I'm going to be friends with for a very long time. Are there structured social events that you've tapped into at BSU? Plenty of them. I've been... Well, first of all, I actually have four that I'm going to next week. Oh, boy. But at the same time, I also... Some of my favorite social events from the first semester that I had were the bingo, the karaoke, the therapy dogs events where the therapy dogs would come in and visit us. We also had talent shows, we would have a Friendsgiving, and there was also probably the most fun event that nobody spoke about was the Crystal and Tarot Cards event, which was the last event I did last semester, (laughs) and the person that I was with, they got me exactly right. That's crazy. I... I... I'm just inspired by how many things you've tried going out of the box, Dom. That is so cool. Yes, I I even did a paint night, and I did a trivia night, too. I I recently was solicited to join a a boxing and tutoring club and I was like I don't think I can do boxing but maybe tutoring and you're making me feel like I should just step out of my comfort zone and and do it. Yes. I've been convincing a lot of people to do that. I am also a member of the program council group at at Bridgewater, and I volunteer at some of the program council events, such as the bingo. I actually was a caller at the Halloween bingo we had in October. That must have been fun. Bingo is way much more is way more fun when you're calling than when you're playing, if you ask me. So what kind of classes are you taking this semester? You mentioned you've gone up to four. um, And are you taking any courses in your communication disorder major yet? Um, My first one, which is an online course, is my first major-related class, Intro to Communication Disorders. Cool. That class is fully online, but I think I'm managing it pretty well. My three in-person courses are Writing Rhetorically with Sources, Intro to Public Speaking, and probably my favorite class that I have so far, Foundations of Logical Reasoning. Can you tell me a little bit about how you settled on the major of communication disorders um, and your goal of being a speech-language pathologist? Prior to 2020, 
I never would have thought of being a speech and language pathologist. I was more focused on being a musician because I've been playing music for a long time and I'm currently taking both a guitar class and a vocal class at BSU and spent a year and a half at School of Rock Norwood Walpole playing with a group. So yeah, music is definitely something I'm going to continue, but it was actually really the pandemic and going into lockdown that convinced me to want to be a speech and language pathologist. I struggled a lot during my senior year, having to be separated from my peers, all the COVID restrictions, all the mood swings for the masses, for the lack of a better phrase. I just was really disoriented, wasn't myself, did a lot of bad things that I regretted. And as bad as that all was, my two primary speech and language pathologists, Kyle Adranya and Grace Little, who, even in the midst of a global pandemic where tons of people, especially Gen Zers, were suffering from distress and uncertainty and all that sort of stuff, they managed to keep things lively, they managed to convince me to look on the bright side, and they really, you know, served as a support of just watching them, you know, help those kids and help me. And when we were in a really tough spot, they managed to, you know, pick us up and show us how to look on the bright side and how to get better. And that really served as an inspiration. Both of them really served as an inspiration to me of why I want to pursue the career I want to pursue. What advice would you have for other students, for our fellow students on the spectrum who might be considering college and looking ahead? For those of you who are considering college, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be shy about the fact that you have autism. Being autistic is something that you should be proud of because it makes you unique and you ought to be open about it. Join clubs, find groups, find your people. Find ways to fit in, see a peer mentor, see somebody who can help you get involved on campus. And m most importantly, be yourself and be the best you can be and be kind. Thank you so much, Dom. Absolutely. So that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening, for following us on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you especially for adding your reviews on Apple Podcast. Our show is very specifically for students on the spectrum navigating college. And we appreciate your appreciation for Autism Goes to College. Now, as promised from the top, here are the ways to see the film. The documentary film Autism Goes to College is currently available through many channels, but the easiest way to see it today is to rent it on Vimeo On Demand, which you can access from your Apple TV or most other smart TVs by going to the Vimeo On Demand app. You can find a link on our website at www.autismgoestocollege.org. The film is also available for educational use and for live and hybrid screening events. All the relevant info and links can be found on our website. Don't forget, please follow us on Instagram to stay current and consider joining our vibrant community on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for listening to Autism Goes to College. We'd love to hear from you about what you'd like to hear more about. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Autism Goes to College. Hit us up with your thoughts, 
tell us what's going on on your campus and in your college life. To see the documentary film or set up a screening, check out our website at autismgoestocollege.org.